Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. I am your host, Joining the Machine Hughes, and joining me this week from across the pond, we have Ta-da! as if by magic. <laughs> so we have Freya as always, Freya, and if Josh makes a welcome return from the land of once not when unknown as overtime. <laughs> There you go. Yep. Yep. Adult, adulting at its best. Yeah, yeah. Not going to do the fun stuff. Just going to do the work stuff. All right. Adulting um, sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got to pay for the book somehow, guys. Pay for the yeah. books. <laughs> um, all right. So this week, before we get started, I just want to point out a little something. I don't know if anybody did the math, but um, a comment Frey made in a chat offline was that all the books this week are Batman related. So I did a little counting. I got out the uh, old fingers and toes and lo and behold, there were 18 books released this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 are Batman related in some form or another. I don't know about you guys, but is it like getting to the point where we should be starting, you know, it's Detective Comics in name as, as well as publishing rights? Did DC have anything other than Batman to wet our whistles with? Apparently not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love Batman, but that's it's just excessive at this point. Because like I said last time, we were talking about... Uh, crap, what's the book? Uh, the one with the zombies, the undead one. I was yeah, like, yeah. why is yeah. Red Hood here? He doesn't mm. need to be here. But right. they have to insert a bat family member somehow. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's just, it, it, it doesn't make sense at all. So, from another point of view, Josh, do you think that you can get bat fatigue or fatigue, as we should start calling it? I mean, we we have, I mean, on, on this show, we were like, oh, God, another bat book, another Batman. Blah. Mm. there's definitely such a thing as bat fatigue, bat fatigue, fatigue, however you want to look at it. Um, And I I would anticipate that as 2022 approaches, um, we're going to be seeing more of Batman with the release of the Batman movie and the Flash with Keaton's Batman and yeah. Batflick. Um, so I, I'm totally expecting to see a lot more as far as the books are concerned. Um, okay. And okay. I mean, we're also getting the Gotham Knights game. No, of course, of course. Oh, so, yeah. so we get loads of tie-in books about that as well. So I'm with Freya on this. I mean, I love Batman. I love the whole idea. Batman's the guy that got me into comics to start with. Um, but it comes a point there comes a point when i think the diversification of the dc line when you've got like books for young readers you've got books for mature readers you've got the black label books then you've got the regular superhero stuff books there comes a line a point where you've got to turn around and say can my wallet afford all these books i know i'm a i'm a no on that you know i'm going to have to pass on on some of the books that come out what about you guys Pair the mic, we get them for free because we review them. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, to be perfectly honest, most of these books I wouldn't even buy um, because they're not. I mean, I love Batman, but uh, some of them are just not. They're just not good books. Mm -hmm. um, they just slap Batman on it and be like, buy it. Like, yeah. like the mindless consumer we think you are. But if it's a crap book, I'm not buying it, no matter who's in it. Like, that's, you know? That's a great shout. Yeah. Great shout. I remember when David Finch was on the, the Batman book, was it The Dark Knight? Part of um, the, just before Flashpoint or just after Flashpoint. And I, I think I bought issue one flipped through it i was like oh my god this reads terrible oh my god the art is awful and i never went back to it never mm. went back you know and i'm thinking to myself you know there's just so much so much stuff out there and the fact is books are more expensive than ever you know yeah. a, a standard mm -hmm. comic now what's four four dollars 99 5.99 yeah. I mean, look at urban yeah. legends which we're going to talk about in a minute yeah you, you get you get a shed load of pages but surely as Frey will probably attest to it's got to be it's got to be quality not quantity right yeah yeah right? yeah okay. yeah it's you can keep shoveling crap at me but i'm still not gonna eat it you know and on that note <laughs> wow wow all right ironically our first book up is um batman related to be fair it was going to be hard it's like falling uh -huh. off a falling off a boat at sea and trying not to hit water you know it's gonna it's gonna be a rough ride so um because josh was absent uh last time around um and nobody was dying we decided that we would play the tdc new rule that if you miss a show <laughs> you get your book picked for you um so i magnanimously picked uh jeffrey wright's batman robin and howard now if you don't know what this book's about you need to check yourselves and go over to otp that's outside the panels don't do it now wait till the end of the show because there's an interview there with me and jeffrey so he was talk about how great this book is you know he's actually kind of lucky that you picked it for him because uh i was gonna make him read amethyst <laughs> yeah i'm not that i'm not that crew I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that crew all right josh this is your book dude take it away yep so batman and robin and howard <laughs> okay first, first things first this book is geared for younger readers this is the type of book that if you're wanting to get your kids into into comics into reading in general this is the type of book that you sit down with them and you read it with them together. Uh, so the story, as a as a summary, if you will, is around Damien. Damien's starting at a new school, and he meets Howard. And it's really the just the story of Damien and Howard and their friendship. That being said, well, there's. There's some rocky points uh, within the friendship, if you will. And I, I blame Damien for that because Damien's an asshole. Hey, I love um, Damien. <laughs> I, 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 I like Damien too. Don't get me wrong. But in this book, Damien's an ass. Well, that's why we love him because he that's, always is. It's true. Um, you know, the artwork definitely fits the theme of really geared towards your younger readers. 
to be honest, it wasn't that bad of a read. A lot better than the other book that we'll have to talk about later. Yeah, see, Johnny, this is why you should let me pick the, you know, torture books. All right, I'm really good at it. (laughs) What do you mean? You made us all read that bloody Black Manta book. I'm not exactly. I'm not not, giving you two shots at this. How it? Yeah, you almost sunk the ship with that one. (laughs) (laughs) But no, to to be honest, like if you go into this book. With the understanding of the the target market, the target demographic of the book, it really isn't that bad of a read. It is one that, as I said earlier, is if you're sitting down with your kids, you want them to, to practice reading. You want them to be able to, to improve their reading skills. This is a great book for that. Right. Let me ask you a question then. Would you give this book to Lucas? Absolutely. Because Lucas likes his comic books, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This this would be the type of book that he and I would sit down and read, and I would have him read it out loud, mm-hmm. fully well knowing that it's going to keep his attention, um, because it is a a comic book, graphic novel type thing, mm-hmm. um, but it it fits the genre that the type of books. That he would read. It has that wimpy kid diary type feel. Yeah, it kind of looks like um, Captain Underpants style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you look at this book, Freya, as well? Um, no, but I actually might take a look at it since Josh said, you know, it, it's it looks kind of like kids. I'll I'll glance through it and see if it's something my nephews will like because okay. I have a nephew who is, I believe, he's Lucas's age, actually. Mm-hmm. So and and they love Captain Underpants, so yeah, I might buy it for him. And, if it's good. and you know what? It is a book that does not have the Joker. It does not have Harley Quinn, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So I'll I'll take a look at it, but because I didn't even look at this thing, but I'm looking at the art. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely something my nephew might like. Yeah. So to to give Josh his credit, thank you so much, Josh, for for checking this book out i've looked at the book previously because i interviewed the guy uh jeffrey mm-hmm. wright now jeffrey wright is a name you might not be familiar with um however if you go to your local bookstores go to the kids section you will see a series of books based on star wars the big one the first one is called vader and son and uh, little, i remember reading that yep. if this there's like a one-page visual gags uh, between the contrast of as if Luke was Vader's son and they were spending father-son time. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeffrey Wright's the guy who created that. So when I met him and I read through the bio, I was like, oh, it's this. I was blown away. The thing here is um, there are some gags in there here, definitely. Mm-hmm. However, they're a little bit spaced out in page count due to the nature of the story. It's not just a a one-page gag anymore if the story has to go with it um there are some nice little bits in there some nice touches um you want to see the sort of uh page gags i was talking about if you flip to the back of the book you'll see some uh some kind of um little sight gags in there about what's going on so you'll see clearface playing football and the football goes through him or stuck in him or something yeah so you know it's um it is very kid friendly i think it's a I think it's a great little read, as you say, Josh. Sit down with your kid, have a read of this. It's it's kind of what we were saying before. 
Batman is around for everybody, isn't he? It's not just for us, or us materials, or more mature than others, it may seem. Um, <laughs> I see you looking at me, Freya, when I said that. Don't worry. <laughs> That's all that. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Your avatar was like, even your avatar rolled its eyes. That's how, but yeah, I was like, what? Son of a. All right, so. <laughs> so then, okay, Freya, your task is, as Matthew isn't here um, this week, mm. your mission, should you choose to accept it, is you are on uh, Matthew book duty for next time. Ooh. I have a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Batman Robin and Howard, go check it out. Uh if you have kids of a young reading age. Um if you like Jeff Wright stuff on the Star Wars stuff, I'm sure you'll get a, uh, a kick out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um it's I think it's only about hundred odd pages, but the pages fly through, so it's not it's not yeah. like a, a Yeah, it was, it was a relatively easy and relaxing read, which is a lot better than what I can say for this next book. <laughs> so don't forget, guys, check out OTP for the interview with Jeffrey Wright about his book. All right. The link will be underneath this, so go check it out. Um, audio guy can sort that, otherwise um, someone else will have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. All right. Okay, back to more superheroic heroic traditional books. And Freya is back with a vengeance. Uh, we have Black Manta number three of six. My question is, has anybody read issues one or two? Um, I'm thinking not. But, no. <laughs> um, so that might have some impact on this review then, guys. All right. It's written by Chuck Brown, art by Matthew Dose or Dal Smith. Letters, uh, so, uh, colors by Marissa Louise and letters by Clayton. Do I really need to letter yet another book? Cows. There you go. Ah, Freya, why do you torture us so? I thought we were mates. Because it's fun. <laughs> Take it away. All right. So <laughs> this burn it. <laughs> yeah, well, this book should be fire, you know, should be lit on fire. I hated this book so much. <laughs> I <laughs> sometimes me just throwing a dart at a board and like, yes, that book is not a good idea. Um, so, I mean, I kind of got what's going on. Black Manta's trying to get, what is this called? Some sort of, uh, he's trying to get like a crystal or something. And so he's like, what? Send me back to ancient, <laughs> to ancient, uh, freaking um, Atlantis so I can get this crystal. I'm pretty sure it's a crystal. I don't freaking metal or whatever. I just, I just love that when you started like, well, I know what's going on. Uh, kind of, basically, whatever. No idea. I have no idea, really. It's no, a no. crystal, I think, something. He's going in. It's like, okay, I'll go get I don't know why Nebu- Nubia's here. Like, they threw in Themyscira for some freaking reason. Like, why do they care? What... Anyway, um, so, yeah, I don't really know exactly what's going on. I just know he's trying to do <laughs> evil stuff. <laughs> As you can see, we put a lot of effort into this book. We are super professional here well, on the There's a bit of a crusade. Well, here's uh, the thing. If, if their art style, if that oh, went through, um, the art was okayed, 
than me not knowing crap about what's going on is should be fine because this art is so distractingly like it's it's yeah. like frustratingly bad um it, it, it's oh god um i i didn't i couldn't tell who was who half the time well except for black manta because obviously his suit but like i didn't like i thought well maybe he's in what is it ancient atlantis before sinking i was like okay but i don't um okay <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense also if he's in it's just nothing makes sense why is Nubia flying on freaking Cthulhu looking creature? And why is she <laughs> like, I don't, nothing makes sense. Why does she freaking care? Is that even Nubia? I don't even think that's Nubia. I don't know. Whoever has fire hands. I can't tell what's going on because the art is just so, uh, did they fall in the water? I can't tell because the water's green. Who freaking knows what's going on? It's the same shade of green as the monster is too. And the sky is orange and yellow. And I don't know. It's, I'm supposed hey. to know if she's using fire, but I don't know if she's using fire because the freaking sky is orange. Wow, it's that just, escalated quickly. Uh, it's, <laughs> why is the water green? Just tell me, please. Tell me, why is the water green? Shouldn't it, Pollution. you know, at least be a slightly color? Unless we're in a swamp and it's all swampy and has a lot of algae floating around making it green. Also, I, I thought Atlantis was in... They think it was in South America. Why is it in Africa all of a sudden? Well, if I'm that's confused. Your, if that's your only problem with a book about no, I have no idea what's that's going on. not my only problem. But <laughs> like, I've watched enough Atlantis, like Discovery, whatever shows that they like with all of the info, blah blah blah. They think it's actually in South America, or it was in South America if it actually existed. But right. I don't know, and I'm like, okay, cool, and. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I read the other two, I might be more invested in the storyline, but the artwork is so freaking mm, trash. I don't want to read it. This is like artwork <laughs> that my freaking 12-year-old nephew could do. No, maybe not the monster. Well, now that I'm looking at the monster on page 13 or 12 or whatever the crap. Also, it changed size, so I don't, I don't know what that's talking about, what's going on there. 12 or 13 12 12 i don't know but um yeah like the artwork is not it just it's so distracting i couldn't keep up with the plot because i'm like i can't tell who's who i can't tell what's going on is that a dress or there's like no it, it looks like they half finished the artwork because there's no like folds or lines or anything on the dress it's just the outline of it same with the hair uh it's just uh, <laughs> I haven't like, disliked the book's artwork this much in a long time. I just don't even know where to start and how to keep myself coherent because it just pisses me off the whole time. Every what? single panel pisses me off. I, it's just, I hate it. And then they're underwater, but all of a sudden everything's orange again. I don't know what's going on. Did they run out of, like, their colored pencils only have certain shades? Like, what the crap is this? So, Sorry, on the... angry. <laughs> On that note, a right, couple right. of things couple of things we can say to that is, hey, man, you picked the book. And yeah. then the, sec the second thing I'd say, hey, well, at least the letters are nice. Right? Uh, <laughs> did you even look at the letters there, Freya? I did, but some of them, they're hard to hard to read because the, the coloration is off because of how freaking vibrant and 
eye piercing the, the sky is. You don't want to look at the letters because it feels like your retinas are burning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't oh say God. that the letters are good because oh, the, the backgrounds are so distracting. Poor, poor Clayton Cowles. All right, <laughs> Josh. Do you, is, is How do I good? follow up to that? Just, just, just say yeah, she's right. Oh no, she's not. Just, uh, well, of course, uh, of course, she's right. Um, <laughs> honestly, th- this book reiterates the stance that I've made that there needs to be a balance in writing and artwork. If one is off balance, it ruins the other. And Freya's fantastic rant. Again, just reiterates that the artwork was so off that we have no idea what the hell is going on. I, I can I can cope with bad art if the story makes sense. Yeah, if, well, if, the, if the story's batshit crazy, pardon the word "bat" in here, then no matter no matter of pretty pictures are going to save it. Like, what was this written in in the psych ward of Arkham Asylum? I mean. I mean Let's. I mean, let's 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 be a little bit, you know, on I'm the fence tr- with this. I, I, I'm trying. Neither, nobody's <laughs> read. Nobody's read the first two issues. So okay. We, so so we here's the, the problem, curve. though. We are we are behind the curve on this. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. The problem, though, is most Black Manta stories that we've read up to this point have not been intriguing enough, even. Uh-huh. And, and the fact that we're getting again a, a, another Aquaman movie next year, Black Manta is in it again. We're going to see more. Also, this is a, was it the third issue? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if this is the third issue, they've sh- they, they they've done the story is going at like walking through the swamp of sadness pace because there is nothing going on if this is the third issue of six we should kind of be at the climax at this point well middle ground we should we should should we should have had the first arc that kind of sets the scene we're now in the middle arc that puts everyone in in danger and then the final arc is the conclusion. Yeah, but nothing's right. happened. Not well, even in this book, I, nothing's I, happened. Hey, I Their pacing like sucks once again. Like, come well, on, and this guys. is a prelude to Aquaman. Like, if this is how, if this is a prelude to that, I don't even know if I want to even look at Aquaman because no. if this is the taste that you're trying to get us excited about this book this was not the way to do it i've got to be honest i mean if we're a little bit honest with ourselves we know that we don't particularly like aquaman to a great deal Frey and i uh we've talked about it loads of times Mm. and i think josh you've been in that conversation as well how aquaman would be better served in a kind of game of thrones type of style yeah like something a little bit more mature I don't think Aquaman works as a superhero idea. I no. absolutely totally don't. And this is, in fact, it could be because the water then becomes it becomes non-negotiable. It kind of turns out all right, so he can swim underwater, but then he doesn't do anything different as if he wasn't in water. It's like when Daredevil in uh, over at Migraine, people talk about his super radar sense. So it's like so he can just see. So you might as well just turn around and say he can see because there's no difference. 
you know yeah. so yeah um i'm gonna stand a little bit for this book because everyone else hates it we don't know we haven't read the first two books so we are behind the curve as i said the yeah. art it is a stylish stylistic view that they're going for i personally don't like it it seems like a knockoff mike mignola um and if that's what they're trying to do well then they need to add some more colors phrase bang on right there's too many there's too many characters of uh, of green against a green background yeah and you're like come on you know you try and make the the characters pop against what they're supposed to be i get that the environment's the environment it's supposed to have an impact especially for for an underwater book like manta but you still got to put the effort in um would this book make me want to buy the rest of the series and go and find out what happened in the first two hell no are you crazy this is a god-awful book i i looked at this cover there was only one cover that is worse than this one. Oh. Uh, oh yes do you oh, have yes. it so i can see it or should i look well, for it we're going to talk about it in a little bit okay <laughs> um but but um it's a i don't know it's a hard sell it's a hard sell for me to get excited about a man book when it's a character that i don't like yeah. You know? yeah so if you're trying to get me to look into a book that i don't like you better be pulling your a game plus to get me to, to buy into it. I remember when Stefan Siege was on Aquaman and we loved it. We yeah. loved how majestic it looked, great colors, because mm -hmm. he's a painter as well as an artist. And then it went back to sort of like <laughs> standard superhero stuff. So, you know, if the character's not working for you, your creative team has to be. Unfortunately, with Manta, you're stuck with a NAF character and a creative team that just doesn't know. They're like fish out of water. <laughs> 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 Hey, and on that note, all right, guys, I have said the magic M word, migraine. So I think now would be a nice time to roll our brand new No Prize podcast advert. The professor will be doing another happy dance when he sees this, I'm sure. Josh? Here it is. That's right. For everything that's Marvel related, including Disney Plus, check out the Professor and Lucas, the PowerPoint Man, as they run through uh, the comings and goings of the Marvel universe. There you go. There you go. Um, it's on alternative weeks to us. Go we'll check it out. Not now, because you've got this to watch. Then OTP. Then you can go and watch MPP. Got it? Yep. <laughs> I'm running out of letters. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up. 10 out of 18 we're about to come across one eventually um my shout i had this i picked this i have no idea um but batman urban legends number nine <coughs> so, um you know how you should judge a book by the cover look at this i'm not a big duke fan and i'm certainly not an Asriel fan so god oh why did i pick it up no idea um so there's several stories in here um We'll, we'll run through them and see what we think. Uh, the Batwoman one um, is the second part of disinformation campaign. It's part of the Fear State storyline. 
Um, it's written by Alessa Wong, art by Vasco Georgiev. Apologies if I said that wrong. Colors by Ryan Burrito and letters by Becca Carey, who I believe, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Becca Carey spent a lot of time on the indie books, didn't she? Um, so I thought the Batwoman story, I thought it was it was canny, it was all right. It seems to me DC have two stories when it comes to Batwoman. One, let's talk about my girlfriends. Two, let's talk about my sister. And that's mm. all she's got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially as Alice is such a player in the TV show, which I think is an absolutely terrible TV show. I can't believe how bad Batwoman the show is for me. It just... Really? Yeah, hands down. Do you watch it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying really with the the fact that you thought it would actually be good. Well, yeah. I had high high hopes. Um, So the art's a little bit elongated and stretchy in places. I don't mind that so much. Um, There's a panel where Batwoman jumps in through um, the traditional, there it is, uh, window. I looked at this and I thought Freya's going to have kittens when she sees this one because those legs and hip placements look totally off the chart in a bad mm-hmm. way um yeah it was all right first time around uh josh what do you think of the batwoman story it was better than black manta <laughs> the colors were better colors were better the art uh, was better you can yeah. read the letters aside, aside from, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, aside from batwoman you know dislocating both of her hips as she jumps through and then obviously pops them back into socket when she lands um eh, mm. i quite like that pick if you go back to to this one yeah yeah i quite like the whole alice getting lost through the looking glass yeah no i i thought this was a very unique splash page i i enjoyed this again until you look at it a little too closely with well, the panels. We we well, don't yeah. we don't <laughs> which is what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're here for, Freya. Yep. Tell us the air of our ways, Freya. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we already had that in the last book. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even care that's her book. That's all I'm gonna keep saying. I, we should have a we should have we should have a t shirt that should say something like, I hate this book and then underneath, I picked this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this book. TDC badge in the corner there. You know, I should ask for uh, some rights to my my catchphrases. Catchphrases, yeah. I mean, what was the the colors are nice? The colors colors are nice. nice. Uh, What was the headlight tits or something like that? (laughs) Classics. Oh, Freya, we love you so much. Yeah. We love you so much. Uh, All right, Freya, Josh has opened the door. So tell us what's wrong with these splash pages. Oh, I was going to wait until he was done with his review. I mean, oh, okay. it, it's Batwoman. I, Johnny hit it right on the head. There, There's two facets of, of Batwoman, her girlfriend and her sister. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's like the South of Bad Joke, isn't it? My girlfriend and my sister walked into a bar. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. What, what happened? We got a Batwoman story. Uh-huh. Uh. So, Freya, take it away. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. With that page that we currently have. Whew. Uh, what to point Just out remember, first. there's another four stories in this book. 
I know. That's why I'm like, I, I okay. So uh, the panel where she's sitting down having ice cream with, I believe that's Kate. Uh-huh. Can't really freaking tell. Uh, oh no, it's in that page. It's, oh it's okay. This little, yeah, it's, well, it's the glass right there near her foot. Right by her foot. Like everyone's got penguin fingers. Oh, got penguin fingers. Oh, this one. Why she not? Why she not flip a trick? <laughs> it's just oh god. And then the, it's just the one below that with Batwoman kicking in the air. Which oh, shoot, hold on. There we go. Yeah. First of all, um, that's not how that kick would work because if she's moving. Oh my hell. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> trying to, oh, oh, okay. Oh. If she's doing a jump kick, then her leg would not be parallel to the man she's kicking. And if she was kicking him from upwards, then she needs to have her foot down on the ground so she can push her foot upwards. You can't do a flying upwards angled kick like that. It just doesn't work. It would it, it it doesn't work that way, because if you're moving forward with the momentum, you're late. You'd have to kick them forward. But if you're moving, it just doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> so no, she bounced off, right, of, okay. off of number forty-two, which is an outside linebacker, to get over number thirty-two, well, see, which is a corner. Uh, and of course, they held under the ball a bit on the play action, and before you know it, booyah. Foot in the air and someone's getting wait, 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 wait. When did I, Cyborg end up just, in this story? Uh, freaking football crap. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> back on. I um yeah, I I like Batwoman as a character, but they can't seem you to too. freaking it it's it's annoying because I'm like, okay, cool, you know, she's a lesbian, great. But that's She's so much more than that, and it really Agreed. frustrates me when they just focus on that. I'm like, okay, we we know this. Can she be, you know, as awesome as Batman? Because yeah. we know she's awesome as Batman. So let her be as awesome as Batman. You do know? remember? Do you remember how good Batwoman was in the Detective Comics room where there was yeah. like a superhero? Was there was a like a Bat team, wasn't there? Yeah, she, she was, was like great. a de facto field general. What yeah. a great version of Batwoman that was. Yeah, it was. And then also, I don't know why all of a sudden she has an anti-killing viewpoint all of a sudden in this particular story. Because um, <clears throat> I, I I always thought, you know, she, she, I mean, she was the one who got yelled at by Batman for killing someone, so... And she carried, used to carry guns, didn't she? Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I guess she's going the pacifistic kind of route, which you kind of can't be a pacifist if you're beating people. But, you know, it's just, I'm sick of seeing her sister. His sister is, like, the most boring freaking villain ever. I'd rather see, like, Mr. Pig or whatever his name is, you, you know, and uh, all that. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather yeah. see him and uh, some other stuff because her, Alice is freaking boring. Now, if we mix some Mad Hatter in, maybe, you know, Mad Hatter and all of them. But uh, yeah, Alice herself is just freaking boring. It's like the, the like, dollar it's, store uh, party city Joker version not, that we get. Like, <laughs> she's not, she it was mixed with Harley Quinn. And she just kind of sucks. So, the, problem you, the problem you've got is expectations. Because the, when uh, Batwoman was in Detective Comics, when, Bat, when Bruce Wayne was missing, 
um, and you had the Elegy um, storyline by J H Williams, I think it was, um, and it was like a really lovely, like kind of like spiritual painted style, and Alice was the the bad guy, and it was genuinely, genuinely very intriguing. It was a different kind of take. It was a mature look of a superhero, yeah. um, and then. And then when New 52 started, it retracted. And then, of course, after that, there was Rebirth, and she retracted even more. So you get this idea that she should be... Batwoman shouldn't be a straight-up superhero. She is more ethereal than that. She's more ele- super super elemental, if you want to say that. Yeah. Um, she has that mature vibe where she could do, you could do stuff with her. We've got Batman. We've got the Batgirls, we've got Oracle, we've got Night. We don't need another Cape and Cowl in Gotham. What we mm-hmm. need is something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batwoman isn't different. And I get, and I absolutely adore the fact she's a lesbian, you know, because of, but she's not defined by being a lesbian. She's a, she's her own person. And, yeah. you know, so come on, DC, yeah. Yeah. give yeah. us something a little bit more serious than this candy cotton stuff for a great character. Yeah, and I actually like this panel that Josh stopped on where she's like looking like looking at herself through the glass and she's reaching yeah. through. I really yeah. like that. I think it's beautiful with all the color, the like the coloration and like the reflective like it, it looks beautiful, I think. There um, are some, I will there are some clever touches in the writing, definitely. Though. Yeah, and that and that too. And um along with what you were saying, she and I even brought this up during the whole Batwoman run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, could you imagine if they treated Batman this way and like every comic or every issue, he has a flashback or it's about like one of his past loves or something. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, I remember the time like Batgirl or Catwoman and I banged on this rooftop. And it was a flashback to like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, we would never get anything done because it's just, and, and they even cut out uh, the, the action parts with that. It's just to have the little flashbacks. To, to her in bed with her girlfriend and i'm like it kind of feels like they fetishize her and her mm. her being a lesbian and it kind of like i don't know it because it, 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 i i you know it's just it's a little it bit pan- me. i get it i get where you're coming from it's a little bit pandering isn't it so the it's, idea is all the time if we have a lesbian character we must show them in bed with a woman because yeah, that's what the it, fanboys want it's that's not the thing being your gender and your sexuality you know what you are who you are you love who you love yeah love the it, person you're with and that's it that's it kind as, of feels that's like... as pretty much as liberal as i i get and i'm the most liberal person i know that is simple as that love the person you're with yeah and it, it's just everything else doesn't matter like you said it feels like they're they're pandering but they're not pandering to the lgbtq community they're pandering to people who you know watch lesbian porn and they're dudes Cause that's what they're into they want yeah. they, like oh yeah great a girl's making out with another girl that's hot you know that sort of thing and I'm like and that's i think why it bothers me so much is because i'm like the guys oh. who have that as a fetish it's more like pandering to them sorry i have you know it, no 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 just... i get it and, and i suppose whatever not to insult every, not to sort of like too sort of bandwagon i guess you know what you like is what you like and, and yeah but it doesn't have to be catered to in every single comic book yeah character. like cool anyway thanks. continuing on let's yes. go to the next story so next up is tweedle d and tweedle dumb written by sam johns who you may remember from being on if i'm correct 
wasn't he on uh, Green Lanterns? Is that the same book? Same chance? Uh, Carl Morset or Most Mostert even uh, as artist. Colors by Dave Barron. Letters by Tom Napolitano. I've got to say, when I started looking through this book, I, this 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 story, I was like, oh, really? Are you kidding me? By the end, wow, what a fantastic story. I absolutely, you know, it broke my heart this little bit. I absolutely totally relate to, to what he's gone through. Um, I was absolutely blown away by how mature the story, like the, the nuances within the story are. Mm-hmm. Um, hands down, hands down, the best part of this book is the Tweedledee and Tweedledum story. Yeah, best. Yeah. Um, and I think when you see how good DC can be with this type of story, it just makes it laughable that the next one's up Asriel, which is just a pile of pap compared. Yeah, DC can do this this well, this serious. This emotional with Tweedledee and Tweedledum, man, this is what this is what we want. This is what books we want. So basically, the story goes: um, um, one of the one of the Tweedle brothers is ill. The other Tweedle's trying to get some meds for him, and there's a and there's a massive repercussion at the end. Um, Josh, I I'm right there with you. I thought out of the entire book, this is the one that had me hooked from the mm-hmm. very beginning to the end um you you know the <laughs> i'm going to make a 90s reference remember back in the day when you'd buy a cd for just one song and you had to have Hell the yeah. whole album of i shit? still do that i still do that <laughs> this, that's how this book is this story was the one story out of the entire book that made that kept me hooked I thought the artwork was fantastic. I felt bad for Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It was, as you said, it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since a DC book has done that to me. Yeah. I get that more from Indy than, yeah. than anything else. So I, if anything, this this story is the one worth picking up the book for. Yeah, and that's an interesting little aside there. I my local comic book shop, one of them, I've told them that I want all the face day issues. So mm. if my local comic shop has put this in my pile to pick up, even though I don't normally buy Urban Legends, I'll buy it for this story. Yeah. Even if it's overpriced because it's a, a bigger size book. Freya, thoughts on Tweedledum, Tweedledee? Um so I liked it. Uh, I like the art. Um, I agree. The story kind of had me missed up a little bit. Um, <clears throat> there were a few things I would nitpick about it. Um, well, honestly, you live in, you live in Gotham City. I I don't you know fault the the meter maid for being a meter maid. I mean they they get shit on all the time. So. You know, when you you're when you're in a job where people shit on you all the time, you, you get that kind of personality where you're like, mm-hmm. just, I don't, I'm not gonna put up with any crap because people pull this all the time, yeah. you know. And, and and meters just suck. I hate them. I hate one of the reasons why I hate big cities. Um, also, the medical stuff. I'm like, I understand. Once again, I understand the physician. I understand his thing, but she's like, you can get over the counter stuff, but I can't just give you like 
prescription meds, man. Like, so I understand her position. I understand his too. I was like, you know, if you're trying to make her look like a bad person, she's doing her job. Like she mm -hmm. can't just yeah. give prescriptions to whoever, just cause they have money. That's you, you can't do that. Um, I think that's the heartbreaking element of it is the yeah, fact that if you look at from, from both angles, yeah, there is, there's no wrong, there's no wrong decision here. Yeah. Um, yeah. the one, the one person I will say, I was like, I've actually never encountered this in my entire life. And I don't know anyone who has, but maybe that's because I don't live in a douchebag giant, big city, um, where the, uh, the, the nurse was, uh, I actually think it's against the law in where I'm from is, uh, denying him healthcare at the urgent care. Um, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, uh, where I'm from. I, I, I'm pretty sure even if you don't have ID, they still treat you. Like if you're in a car wreck and they can't find your ID, they're not going to leave you on the street just because they can't find your ID. They mm. figure all that crap afterwards. Um, and I have been treated without insurance before. So I know that's a load of crap too. But then again, I, I stay out of big metropolis city. So maybe they just do things differently there. Um, no, that no. that's actually a, a federal thing in the states that they cannot refuse uh, medical attention. And in this scenario where uh, Tweedledee is clearly Sick. in yeah. in a lot of pain and having issues, they they should have should have treated him. Mm. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I don't, that whole thing that I was like, okay, that kind of took me out a little bit because like I said, I thought that, and like Josh just, uh, just said, okay. um, it's illegal in the States to do that. Even if you don't have ID or anything, they, they still have to treat you. Um, even if you can't pay, they still have to treat you. Um, <clears throat> so, and I've had that happen too, where I couldn't pay, but they're like, you know what? Um, you're still going to get medical care and, uh, we'll, get you some forms to sign and whatnot. We'll figure that out. Cause I had so, no money. I, uh, I was pretty much homeless at that point. Um, random facts about Freya. Anyway. Um, <laughs> just to but, clarify a couple of points before Freya goes, comes on. I misspoke. The Green Lantern right was Sam Holmes. Oh, okay. Sam okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. But this story, you know, just, I'm, you know, go be like, okay, this is Gotham city. It's, it's a shithole, you know, and it's not, it's not reality. So, you know, I was like, okay, so, you know, and it, it was really sad um, when D dies at the end. And, mm. you know, I agree. This is the best story in this entire issue. Um, it, it just, it, it really did. Um, I don't know. It, it, even though these guys were criminals, it's still really sad. Yeah. And I knew something. I was like, what the crap's up? Because he like shit himself while sitting on the couch and mm. stuff. And I was like, yeah. it's so sad because even March Hare is like, nope, I'm out here on your own, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. like, because that's actually kind of very. It's just it's heartbreaking, and I like that. I'm not even to nitpick the art because I like the story so much. So cool, there you go. Yeah. Uh, next up is probably one of my least favorite characters in the Bat Universe. It's Azrael. Um, so this is written by Dan Waters or uh, Nicola. Uh, you're killing me. Says Mezula. I'm going with that. Ivan Placencia is the colors. And Ariana May is on letters. Anyone have anything to say about Asriel other than why are we still getting Asriel stories? Do why are we like still him? getting Asriel stories? Why are we still getting that? That's the question. 
<laughs> do, do people like Asriel? I, I really don't. I mean, last time he was in Justice League, I'll just see. He I wasn't know. too bad, know. but uh... I don't know. No, and then finally, I'm glad that we talked about that so well. Woo-hoo. Uh, finally, is Outsiders written by Brandon Thomas, pencils by Cian Tommy, inks by Raul Fernandez. Uh, colors by Alejandro Sanchez and letters by Steve Wands. A couple of things to note on this one, which I thought were really clever. Um, I love that the street name they're going for is Brave Fogel and Lyle, which is a nod to Norm Brave Fogel and Tom Lyle, who were both uh, past DC artists on Batman. Uh, Tom Lyle's worked on other co- uh, books for Marvel as well, uh, who passed away. Um, story-wise, it's a time travel thing. So don't put too much stock into it because it'll make your nose bleed. Um, I will say this though, Katana in the present day looks super hot. <laughs> what can I say? Um, anyone have anything to say about outsiders? Um, I liked the artwork. I especially like the part where it goes blue and black. I, mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Um and yeah um i don't know i i like the uh, design for clown hunter um don't really see him very much i don't think well i have it that's because we avoid him like the plague yeah when was the last time we actually reviewed the batman book yeah oh yeah yeah well i like the kids design i do it kind of reminds me of like 80s punk rocker kind of style going on i like that look how hot katana looks there. and yes katana is very attractive we will agree <laughs> to that yes um <laughs> <laughs> i like katana um but yeah um it was all right story wise and i suppose josh if i may jump in quickly it's so it's 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 a difference isn't it we don't look at urban legends that much um i think we looked at number six because of the whole tim drake thing yeah um but there are several stories in this book that a continuation of previous stories at no point did i feel particularly lost as much as i did when i read black manta so, right so the, there's a way you can catch a part two and not have to worry about the previous chapters yeah josh what do you think about sizes um i like the artwork on this one um i mean it's the outsiders at this point nothing surprises me anymore mm-hmm. um i'm with Fred. i like clown clown hunters design um reminds me of i don't know if you guys ever played the game gotham imposters yeah nope so it I, was i that, haven't played it but it's based on the story it, it was like a call of duty meets mr potato head yeah you could where, mash up your characters to have different things. So you could yeah, have like, the uh, character uh, I had actually had a very much of a resemblance of Babo, um, which was great because um, I act, absolutely demolished the other team with it. It was awesome, um, and and for that af- after you watch this episode and OTB and No Price, make sure to check out Crisis in the Toyverse. Definitely, um, but. Yeah, it it was. It's an outsider story. Um, I I did like Katana. I, I'm I'm with Johnny. She's looking good. Um, and I did like the design style for the uh, 
the the negative space we'll we'll call mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. so i i thought that was pretty pretty slick it's funny how much effort goes into the anthology when you think it's like broken a little segments and stuff yeah. you kind of think you we might get short changed on the quality it just makes me then ask the question if you get such great quality for this outsider's book which or this outsider's storyline which we can all agree the outsiders aren't probably our favorite group within dc universe um how the quality on this is so good and yet i don't want to harken back to it but black manta is just so bad again i think yeah. it, it falls upon you know dc's letting these artists kind of have that that creative freedom mm-hmm. on how they how they want to to draw their books but it, and it, it, it fits into what i was saying it, it you've got if you if you want me to get interested in characters that i don't care about put the effort in look at the effort in this outsider's book yeah i'd be curious for people who who you know watch or listen let us know like are are you a black manta fan i'm i'm genuinely <laughs> curious if there are hardcore black manta um, fans right this is a great question and for everybody that contributes whether it's through be our twitter feed josh do you want to run the twitter feeds across the page for us yep um there you go if you want to contribute to any of us on twitter telling us you're a black manta fan we're not going to name and shame you don't worry about it but speak for yourself i am sure that looking through my collection um i may be able to find a freebie to throw your way and pick someone at random and go. and i would even go as far as saying you know if you are if you are a black manta fan what what's your favorite story what is it about black manta that makes makes them your favorite that's the part that i want to that's a good show that's yeah. what i want to know is what story is it that made you really like black manta because what we've been receiving lately has not no. done anything no. so oh. just a, just a quick grab on that then you cannot say young justice cartoon all right. Oh, yeah, we, no, all, no. we all know the Young Justice cartoon, apart from season three, it's a bit ropey in places. But we all know season one and season two. Yeah. Also, if you Tip-top. have a if you cosplay as Black Mana, send it my Ooh. way because I love cosplay. So yes, absolutely. I, I love seeing cosplay, and that's why going to Comic Con so hard because the cosplay etiquette is so much different than anime conventions because people freaking get in the photos. Like <sighs> come Come on. I want a picture of the cosplayer, not you and your little child. Hmm. I want a picture of this person's cosplay. Get out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have time to go through our last book, thank God. Um, what I will say <laughs> is it was my uh, birthday not so long ago. And oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I was, um, I can't say the age, but let's just say that I get a free pass in Hawaii. Oh, uh, 65? <laughs> like this TV show called Hawaii 65. You remember? <laughs> Swear to God. So anyhow, the guys from work club together, and they got me this. It's not on the wall yet. So there you go. Check this bad boy out. Oh, cool. That's cool. 
Check that out. It's the uh, it's the Ed Baines Justice League. What I liked a lot, a lot about this is that if you check out the little bits here, you can see previous Justice League iterations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I see that. That's yeah. awesome, man. So you get to see like so that's going up on the wall um, shortly. Um, so thanks so to cool. everyone who I work with who chipped in for that. There you go. Well that's done. Cool. Cool. That's um, really cool. Yeah. We liked it. I really liked it a lot. And I also got um it's downstairs, so I can't show you, I'm afraid. Unless um unless where is the box for it? I'm just trying to see it. If I can if I can see it, I'll show you it. Ah, yeah, one's is that the one the woman want? Yeah, I can't see the box. But I've got the uh Satana bombshell statue. Ah. Oh that's really cool. I always wanted to get the uh uh Batwoman one because she's in the oh. um, the uh, get a statue of it, her outfit because she was in the um, old school nineteen, like oh yeah 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 that Ooh, was cool. That's cool. Yeah, I so like that... the bombshell outfits for everyone. They're really cool. Um, so, so that was off Mrs. H. So oh, that's so cool. Yeah, cool. So there you go. I was spoiled massively. <gasps> yeah, I like well, the bombshell. You deserve well. it. You yeah, deserve it's really it. cool stuff. Yeah, um, I have a bombshell Wood Woman um, Christmas statue that comes out Christmas time. Oh, you do? Oh. Cool. But, um, I'm jealous. I'll show that next time. It's a I, it. I, can see, I can see the box, but I can't get at it right now. So, um, well, just do, do this. For everyone watching and listening, head over to Twitter. Johnny will put those up on his Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. I'll put them up That'd there awesome. and have a look at those. Um, right, there you go. We're done for another another episode. Guys, thanks so much. For joining us really appreciate it yeah josh always fun. always fun always sorry fun. to sorry to drop some football on you freya i tried not to because the dolphins aren't playing this weekend we've already nah, beat the okay. baltimore ravens it's that's right it's, it is it is <laughs> just makes me glad that we're not going to be uh recording during thanksgiving because freaking turkey bowl and whatever crap <laughs> oh, i know that not all right don't forget to check <laughs> out um all the UCPN shows, including the Voice in the Advert, No Price Podcast. From here, you will be checking out outside the panels to speak to listen to the Jeffrey Wright interview. Josh? Oh, we've got the Jank Think Tank, where Matthew and I uh, tag team and talk about all things Magic the Gathering. We got the new set, uh, Crimson Val, that just came out. So all things vampires right now, it's, it's a good time. Cool, excellent. And Freya, did you accept your mission to find a book for Matthew? Um, I will wait until more books come out. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, Smithers. All right, guys, that's it. We're done for another show. Um, I am your host, Johnny Machine Hughes. Once again, thanks, guys, and adios. Bye.